0: forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Preview Newcastle Watford Windy review. What? It's
3: a review, mate.
0: Review Uh, news and articles, stuff that was written on the Fighting Cocks website. Um, There's a story about poo at the end, so if that you don't like that sort of stuff, be turn off earlier. Uh, Some questions and that. It's the fighting.
2: It's the fighting. The
4: fighting,
0: it's the fighting. Cock a camel, Shut up. Having a shambles here. We started the podcast three times. <laughs> me. Uh, fighting Cock, episode 48, season 8 of the Fighting Cock podcast. Today I'm joined by Filonious Phil. Hello. i um, have got Bardi. Hello. Uh, and I've had problems with my tooth. And I'm under lot, I've taken lots of painkillers today. And I feel very kind of, I feel like shit's going to come out of my mouth that I might regret. Um, So apologies for that. And anything that does, that's offensive, then, um, well, uh, just forgive me. Um, How have you been, boys?
3: Not bad, not bad. It's Um, been a
0: stressful week of football, just for the fact that we haven't necessarily got what we deserved, despite getting everything we deserved in terms of uh, results.
3: Does that make any sense? A little bit. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty made made up, considering all the injuries I've had.
4: It's uh, continuing to get free points and, you know, people thought we would struggle. We are struggling, but we're still winning, which is mm. fundamentally what it's about.
0: Last week I said on the, on the podcast that we, what we want is for people to leave reviews on, on, on iTunes and rate us and you know, five stars and all that shit. But um, as a way of kind of promoting that, we asked people to write whatever they wanted. Doesn't matter what, what it is, we would read it out verbatim. It could be racist, it could be sexist, misogynistic. It could be about midgets, whatever it is, right? We would have re- we would have read it out, yeah. So we had two, two people bothered to do it. And God bless these two people. And this is what they had to say: as an avid Spurs fan, this is from Sunil H. As an avid Spurs fan, this is the funniest, most insightful, and entertaining pod I've ever heard. Always look forward to hearing it. And the guys who make the the, the audio are legends. Keep up the amazing work. You can't ever retire from this. I unsubscribed. I unsubscribed off other Spurs podcasts I need to listen to this bring on the 30% that's lovely but it isn't entertaining alright if I could delete that I would <laughs> uh, next one from Crazy Baby 1984 he says always look forward to listening to the pod but especially when we, had a, when we had a bad result and the media sources talk as if we were going to get relegated the pod bring, brings a human element to a somewhat embarrassing world of football media just listened with my son Lincoln who was born on the 27th of January he enjoyed it too like, congratulations on having a kid, lovely, again, if I, delete, I would delete that, there's no value here, what we want, is people to write reviews of something that was a, you know, gives a little bit of comedy, a little bit kind of on the edge, on the line, yeah. and then we'll read them out, if it's just praising us, then shove it up your ass.
3: <laughs> alright, fair enough, can't say fairer than that,
0: okay, alright, uh, let's get on with a the pod then, uh, like, like we just talked about, three very awkward games you can call kind of Fulham, Watford, and Newcastle. But I think we deserved three points in all of them. I thought we, you know we were a better team, uh, but we had to wait very late on. And then at yeah. any point during those three games, especially in the Newcastle game, did you think yeah, it weren't going to happen?
4: I I think the the Fulham game and the Watford game have taught us to, that we can keep going until the end. And the fact that Newcastle were dropping deeper and deeper. And we were having stuff saved off the line. I, I did have faith we would score a goal. Obviously, I was still surprised when we did because I keep the faith a lot. But, you know, eventually you can't defend like that for, for 90 minutes and not concede at
3: some point. What right, you two. Yeah, I was pretty confident we were, we were going to score. You know, we just kept, we kept banging on the door. You know, we kept pushing them further and further back. And I think when everything had that shot cleared off the line, I thought, yeah, they can't keep this up. There's absolutely no way. And, um... I just think having Son there is just the equaliser really. I guess it's like a bit like Deontay Wilder. He's got the he's always got the equaliser with the right hand. Saunders mm. mm. Son's got the equaliser, being able to shoot with either foot and it's difficult to stop. You see it coming but you can't stop it. Um the keeper could have done better, but we yeah, had Tim Krul who had the game of his life a few years ago, he won't have that game again. So. he actually played pretty well the goalkeeper, I no, he's, really. he's very good. I think signed think it's signed for them last season and he's done very well for them. and um he's probably the man of the match which says it all but we deserved to win, and we just we just kept going. I mean, it's a patched-up team, and we'll probably talk about the team that died in a bit, but I think we deserved to win, and I, I didn't really lose faith. Do you know I think is mental that Son's come from
0: kind of being away? Twice. He, t- twice, yeah. He's landed, he played 90 minutes, scored in the last 10 minutes, and then our next league game, he's done it again. Yep. Scoring in the last ten minutes.
4: Jack Pitbrook wrote a great uh, article on Sun Today in Independent, and he talks about just how important Sun is to us, like even more so than Ericsson, Because I think Sun, other than I think Sun's probably the only player apart from Kane who can win a game on his own with a with one run or one twist, and he is he's vital to us now, and, and he has become he's become our most important player. We can we can survive without Kane, as we're kind of doing now, but mm. I don't know when we don't have Sun. We, we do struggle
0: is it because he offers pace and a kind of directness that our other players don't like we the strengths of Eriksen aren't that, and never will be you kind of Lamella again I think what was the you made a comment on the WhatsApp group? Can you say it Lame,
4: okay. yeah lamella is like um, putting on uh, having a great foreplay then having to stop to put on a condom yeah just, he just he builds that momentum it's going to happen yeah, it looks great and then it just all of a sudden you start fiddling. And you get that smell of latex, and what, everything just kind of when you've disappears.
0: had that, that that experience in your in your life, how, what, do you have a kind of do you have to just do you stop it? Everyone has to stop, and you have got to sit on the bed with your bare ass cheeks sitting out,
3: and just put, put on this. <laughs> and, and then you put it on the wrong way around. So it takes even longer. <laughs> and then it, and it misses, is drying up. it, you know, it out. <laughs> Well, I, I, I prefer fruit ones. They're quite strong. They don't they don't break. Fruit ones. Yeah, fr- fruit Jurex. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what Lamella is. Lamella is edging. Yeah. Bad edging, not good edging. Yeah,
0: it's like, yeah, like you're, you're going to explode and then, anyway. I mean, um, there's plenty to admire about
4: Lamella, his his work rate and the way he winds up his shit house and skills. There's plenty to admire, but I just think we've reached, I personally reached that point a while ago, where I think as a starter, he, he he's just not good enough for what we need. I think
3: what people don't see, what you won't see in stats, is how people like Lamella make other teams play, make them have to shape shape up against us. And Mm. Lamella is someone, fair enough, he's annoying, but he gave Newcastle stuff to think about, you Mm. know, and he could have scored that header as well. Um, He didn't play well, I'm not going to say he did, but just his tenacity and his work does give teams something to think about and that's that's probably something that Pochettino admires
0: yeah and it's an underrated thing because it's it's so difficult to break teams down like Newcastle and Watford and you know Burnley this season as well and having a, a player in there to cause a little bit of confusion and the way he plays isn't conventional the kind of rolling of the ball under the foot the kind of carrying the ball it kind of waits for the player to come out of position before passing and that has a bigger effect on your overall ability to play football than it would be immediately
3: obvious. Yeah, he's an instinctive footballer, and when he has time to think about stuff, I mean, he said about so many players, but Le probably put an example of that. You look at the um, the Eriksen winning goal against Manchester City all those years ago, and that pass from Lemella was amazing. Mm, I but, remember it, yeah. you know, when he does stuff, stuff stuff off the cuff, it's really good, but when he's like, when he's an attack on the go, and he's got to really think about what he's got to do next, sometimes he will just stand on the ball, then the momentum's gone. One thing that
0: occurred to me when I was watching the Watford game and, and the Newcastle one is how much and this is an obvious, obvious thing, but how much class we have about the way we play football how how much better our footballers are than than those teams and I know that is obvious, but there's I just there' was, there's was a grace to the way we were playing football, whereas other teams that are kind of lower down the league are kind of completely kind of a void of all, all of that.
4: Yeah, we're, we're not passing it side to side just for passing it side to side for, for the, sake the sake of it. Of it yeah. We are moving the ball and the only way you can get a team who's dropped deep and is filling the gaps is to continue to kind of switch the ball. Yes, we could probably do it a bit quicker on on occasions but there's a there's a method to how we're playing and um, sometimes there are screams swing it in, swing it in which we don't often do. One, because we don't always have a, a big striker in there but because... You, once you throw it into the gods, you're then um, relying on a little bit of luck, mm. and I think Pochettino prefers us to play without having to rely on luck so much.
0: It's amazing how, and it's probably something to do with how narrow Newcastle were in midfield, but how much width we had. Mm. Um, Tongan put in some excellent crosses um, in in the first half, um, but it was kind of like, what? of hang on, we're suddenly whipping balls in, but the player that would love that kind of service is on the bench. We've got Lucas moru you know, as, as much as he tries, he, he isn't the centre-forward. Was playing kind of that false nine, I guess. Um, but we kind of saw a style of play that was suited to, to Um <clears throat> What did you think of the lineup and Vertonghen starting at left-back? Um, is he just protecting Rose? Is that what's going on? Well, I don't know
3: if Rose can play two games in a week. it um, yeah. doesn't seem to start every game from that point of view. The lineup was a bit weird, a um, bit of a lopsided... He has got, he, he has got a history of rotating fullback game in game out. To be fair, we will take the team a fair bit this season. Um mm. I don't know what the stats are for for our rotation, but it doesn't play the same team every single game. We've got a thin squad as it is, so it's kind of getting the most the most out of them. I saw a tweet, I think it was by Tom Foyne, says that um our best um Vettongan, our centre back, is our second best left back. Um <laughs> Ben Davis, who's a left back, is our third best centre half and just went through like a whole list of um, yeah. weirdness about our squad. Yeah. But Vettongan is someone who's just um he's always on the front foot at left back and I like it's good having him there, but I don't have to be a full time no, fan. Not but at he, all he played all. well, but someone pointed out as, again that there is that um because Watford we put in apparently four, over forty crosses but I didn't realise that because what? I didn't really watch the entire game. See, could have it seems like a lot. Yeah.
4: I mean, um, Vatonga was whipping in the crosses more often than Trippier was, but because Trippier seemed Trippier and Walker and um, Walker fucking hell and Rose do get to the byline and then cut it back mm. rather than just um, whipping it straight in. Mm. But Vatonga's got a lovely left foot and he he proved that. That he may not have the the kind of dyna, dynamism as Rose, but he's got a great cross on him.
0: Have you seen a centre back at Spurs with as much kind of poise and grace as Tongan as a centre back?
3: Mm, no. Not in my lifetime. No. It's beautiful the way he plays. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just two hundred for parents. It feels like he's been been at Tottenham forever. Seven um, and a half years. Yeah, it's um, it's got to be our longest. It L. L. Yeah,
0: it's got to be our longest-serving player. Any? Oh no, Danny Rose.
3: Yeah, I think, I think Louise joined a few wow. months after
0: him. Mm-hmm. They all joined in that one that one oh, window. window yeah. um, <clears throat> Ericsson, as uh, his form hasn't been great in the last couple of games, um, whereas I think we talked on here before. See, I said that every time the ball leaves his foot, it causes danger. Whereas he hasn't been able to do that; he's been closed down. I think these this kind of ultra defensive play makes it very difficult for him to sp- find the space. And the things that he was trying weren't coming off. I think um,
4: Ericsson has suffered from um, not having Kane and Deli there as well because yeah. he would. Um, that ball, you know, that back post cross for Deli is kind of it's their signature move. So I think he has suffered from not having the movement, especially when Sun hasn't been there as well. So now with Sun back and with Kane training again, I, I think Ericsson will pick it up again. But um, whereas Sun is a player that can win games, I, Ericsson is still not quite that player that. Takes control of a match and kind of can pull us through a game on but his own. Thing,
0: like when he's at the top of his form, he's he's impossible to play against because he's yeah, so but,
4: good. But, he, but he's relying on he's relying on his teammates. As these well. things I
3: said about Luka Modric and I think we we'll would give a bollock for Luka Modric in our team now. Right. I just feel it is, is quite reactionary. a lot of the a lot of stuff that our fans say. I mean, Everton didn't play well against Newcastle. I'm not going to say he did, but to say that. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe it doesn't need Deli Ali a little bit, but it's just just one of those games. No one really covered themselves in glory last week. Um, Son, Son was trying a lot. I mean, I think Son's performance last Saturday is more about effort than actual things coming off. Yeah, coming off, I, mean. I,
0: I was kind of waiting for a moment of magic to kind of turn the game on its head, and it was, again, like, it, the game was stunk out. I know that kind of we talked about what else are they going to do, they haven't got the players, yeah. but they were about as bad as fucking Burnley in terms of stinking the place out. And, look, I understand it, but it was a terrible game of football. And, um, you know, it was hard for any of our players to kind of cover themselves in glory. One who did, Lorente. Again. I don't think <laughs> Kane gets back in the first team. <laughs> <laughs> He's been involved in every goal he scored. Oh, was it an assist for uh, Son? Yeah, it was. It was an assist. Yeah, it. It, um, what, he scored Eder last week against Watford? Yeah, last he did, week? Yeah. did, he score against Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did.
3: Oh, oh yeah, he did, yeah. Shit. What's that? But then he didn't give an assist for the for the winning goal against Fulham, so... Patrick against, uh... The... Yeah. Tranmere. Yeah. There yeah. we go. How many
0: goals has he got this season? He's got to be eight or something, can not he? <laughs> He's got against West Ham? Yeah.
3: Fucking flying. Way back, <laughs> way
4: back. What do you want? Well, Loretta's goal against Watford, What? Well, that was his first Premier League goal in, what, a year or something? Uh, you can nitpick. <laughs> you, can, you can nitpick. But, um, you know... I mean, he's been better than I expected because I expected him to be really shit-based. <laughs> there was that header where he then turned around and started blaming the sun. The oh, sun, no, 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 no. yeah. yeah. Like,
0: what the sun? the sun got in his eyes? Oh, come on, mate. I'm, what is he supposed to do? I know he's professional football, but sometimes <laughs> the elements are against you. I like the way how much he complained. Instead of just saying, I fucked that up, he was like, oh, the sun. Everyone needs to know the sun was in my eyes. Fucking take it down, you mm. idiot. <laughs> he had time to take it he down. He did. He did. I, I, he hasn't got the, the kind of most... Uh, He's, uh, what's, the, what's the word? He's kind of... He's um,
3: not mobile.
0: No, he kind of, his ability to judge a situation isn't great. And, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Jansen's in the squad again. That's good. How do you go, how does end go from going, yeah, he's not in my plans, to squad number, he's training with the first team? It, Levy told him to. What?
3: Levy told him to. Mm, what are you what maybe, talking about? Levy said, we're paying him this much money, you can't just not have him in the squad. We've not sold him. Yeah, but you, that that hasn't been reported. You're just assuming, yeah. Well, why else would he take a U10? Why would he say he's not in his plans? And mm. well, he's in his plans. He's just he's a, a diminishing.
4: He's a he's an asset of diminishing value. Just sat around at least in the squad. He. I mean, how what,
0: what 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 would Janssen cost? Say a Stoke,
3: maybe twelve million. No way. If, if Levy, if costs 17, seventeen, eighteen million. No, that's true, but if Levy gets anywhere near twelve
0: no one's allowed to criticise him ever yeah. again because that guy isn't a footballer. Yeah, five five people don't know you. that. People five.
4: to buy out his contract. I much. get like free, like a worth. mutual nah. agreement.
0: Like get him, Two and a what? half. A I'd never get double figures for him. Double
4: figures?
0: Yeah. Wow, that'd be incredible. He's, th- literally...
4: he's an
3: international striker, man. He's the, he's the worst forward I've ever seen.
4: They only get double figures if you sell him
3: by weight. <laughs> he did score for the under-23s. Well done. Was a penalty again? <laughs> was it? Was it, a it penalty? <laughs> oh, fuck's fuck sake! No, that wasn't the penalty. That wasn't the penalty. It was a scrappy goal.
0: Good to West Ham. I criticised Sanchez, and a lot of people have. He had a uh, decent game against Fulham, dealing with Mitrovic, but he had a fucking superb game against Newcastle. Rondon isn't a. Um, I mean, he, he's difficult to deal with. He's strong. He's kind of, you know, he does everything a kind of good, old-fashioned Venezuelan centre forward does. Which is, uh, I don't know, you throw his weight around. He cuts him a long line of them. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, can, you, <laughs> can you name another Venezuelan footballer? No.
4: Ben- Benitez, the one that was at Birmingham City. was, was from he from Ecuador? No,
0: he was Ecuadorian. You shouldn't. You, anyway, your wife's from South Africa. He's dead now.
4: South South,
3: South America. Is <laughs> he dead? It. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wondell's um, not dead. No. He's alive.
4: But I think, I think some, of the, some of the criticism towards Sanchez has been unfair. I am massively, am a kid. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sanchez. And if you look at stats-wise this season, Spurs are conceding more chances this year than we were last season. And that comes down fundamentally Sanchez because, playing more games? Because, no, he played more games last year because right. of a lack of cover in midfield. Our midfield's gone to shit. So, a lot of the times when he does get exposed, like the Palace goal, the, the yeah. striker came, the midfielder, or whoever it was, just came running straight through. There was no. Yeah, I saw
0: that. You gave, you gave the criticism to the, uh, the midfield. We had Can- both midfielders at left back. As, as, as Sanchez <laughs> got outpaced. Who was it you scored? As Sanchez got outpaced by. It was a shot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, like you said, he is young and he, he's handling Rondon, someone who's done him previously. I think last season mm-hmm. um, he got barged off. He got of, bullied, bullied, bullied and, and and kind of he is going to take time to kind of grow into himself, despite being quite a big geezer. But I just don't know if he has a kind of. He understands how to use his weight and strength at the moment because he's, he is getting out
3: muscled at times. I think but he's got training that. Yeah, I've got to train that. Yeah. It's not about. I mean, yeah. Foyth is someone who's not massive, but he seems to know how to use how to distribute his weight to not have that happen to him. But at okay. the
4: moment, it just seems to be two camps. It's like Sanchez versus Foyth. Why the fuck is it? Why is it? Why did they fight? Why are people camp Sanchez or camp Foyth? It's
3: football, fantasy, plastics. Why can't we just, <laughs> just,
4: just sorry them, for using that word? Just have, they're the, they're just have the two of them. We, we should be happy that we've got two young promising centre backs. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sanchez remains the better centre back. Yeah, and we can see that through Poch's selection that he always plays Sanchez when Sanchez is fit over Foyth. But it sh- we should be content the fact that we have Foyth there as well.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and and yeah, for sure. And he offers something very different. And if you look at. Um, like I say, Sanchez's performances against Rondon and Mitrovic, two difficult forwards to play against. He's,
3: he's done well. He's done well. Well, the fact that they're letting him deal with them shows how much their the teammates have faith in them and how much no. the manager has faith in them because surely you just given to Alderweireld to, to, to deal with.
0: Uh, Tosseridge Whetstone on Reddit said, should Harry Winks be getting more credit without him this season? We uh, would have been screwed. He plays nearly every game for a really busy period as the only central midfielder on a pitch. That he, that and he's never let us down.
3: Yeah, apparently, he's playing through the pain barrier as well. His ankles.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's done amazing. He's, he's done. He's he's done great. He doesn't let us down, and he he does kind of embody again everything that Pochettino about as Spurs. His, his work rate, his willingness to get on the ball, to be brave and bold. It's all there. Um. I'm not sure he will. You know, he'll ever reach the levels of the kind of midfielder we aspire to have at the club. No. But
3: um. You know why he's there, and he's being trusted to play. He does incredible stuff. It's insane that him and Sissoko are first choice.
0: It's like, the it's like the time when we, we had uh, Mason and Ben Sled, when they just came in, when yeah. Poch first joined. It was like, no one would have guessed that at the start of the season. Nah,
3: but we have Champions League outfit now. Soko got... <laughs> played well again.
0: I'm not even like, mucking about. It's mental what's going on here. It is insane. It's like I've taken acid. He's fucking doping. He's doping. 100%. He'd like, he's, he done his hamstring and he was back two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> he, saw, he, he tried to carry on. He tried to run off a hamstring. It's like the one that. injury you can't run off, apart from like a broken leg.
4: I was, okay. at, I was at that. Man United game and when he went down you could hear the hamstring going yeah. and he got up and it was just like they kind of just took it out yeah I just I run it put, off yeah like one of those um, those, um, those cars that you could buy the kit for and you just remove
0: that one bit and put
3: the new one in So fuck it's like, like Formula 1 pit stop yeah exactly <laughs> he's kind of
0: just I, I think he's kind of anaboli, anabolic steroids that's what that's what's going on with
3: I so think most top flat footballers are on it anyway so they, sh- they all should be they should all be on it. Yeah, all we'll will die at 40. You know what I mean? As long as we're entertained. Just no, die, but... die young. Okay, yeah. And... Have your kids first. Get your life insurance. But, you know, just entertain us.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that through. But what exactly. I'm saying is... I'm serious. Yeah, what, what a sport it would be if everyone was just on steads. That's I
4: mean, what I would, I would like to see the 100 metres Olympic final. Yeah. Of everybody on the drugs. Give how, them all.
0: How fast can the the they own, run? Only, only three seconds. The only person... <laughs> the only sports, like combat sports, that shouldn't be done. But with football, just give them everything they want. Yeah. And one thing I don't get with football, right, is when like players get banned for doing gear or smoking weed, like two of the worst drugs for an athlete. Like that doesn't help them at all. Weed helps, but not coke. Weed, in what way does weed help? I can't even Jeremy get off my sofa, Rubin, let alone fucking run. <laughs> talked
3: about it in that um, it can help reaction times in twitch and all that. What all that bullshit!
0: That's not why Chris Armstrong smoked weed that time.
3: But a lot of the basketball, there's a lot of basketball players who do it, and it's for. Did they get done over there as well? Um, it's one of those open secrets that it's players do now, isn't it? To, yeah, in some states, yeah.
0: You see, they're, they're kind of they're, there's one state that's going to push for the legalisation of magic mushrooms.
3: Fucking hell, is that mean? It's go. happening, boys. If there's if there's a Spurs supporters group in this state, and you want to invite, you want to pay for us all, all our airfare, yeah, fucking, we'll, we'll, we'll do a live show on Shrooms, say, Texas. <laughs> no, that's not possible. I've,
0: not? I've done it; it's, it's, it'd be really
3: hard. Okay, t- after <laughs> the show, after the show, yeah, after, after the show, the show uh,
0: I, I um, we had a, a message from Texas Spurs. Like Ricky was talking to one of them on on Twitter, and like Rick said, oh, I'll be amazing to go out there, and they were like, hey, Yeah come!" And then they sent us a DM, and I was like, "I we'd love to, but it costs cost a fortune." And then the guy put down a kind of way for us to raise the money to go out to fucking Texas <laughs> and do a show there. Fucking madness. I love it. Yeah, it's, um, it's still like, a fucking terrifying prospect. It really is. It will cost a fucking fortune. I don't know how, how we do that, but they seem to think it's possible. So who are we to say no? Um, well,
3: yeah. But I was going to say, the the article that body referenced earlier on talks about Son being almost like a leader mm. in a way. Do you see that in him? No. In Sun, yeah. Um, so I mean, from his effort and
4: energy. In, yeah, in a traditional way, as in like banging your chest and getting stuck in. No, but no, he does
3: anymore. But in
4: the way he plays, in the way like kind of Beckham was a leader by setting an example and and doing amazing things. Yeah, for sure, Sun is Sun is a leader.
3: Yeah, and you know, um, he's captain of his country. He's probably used to having the weight of a of a nation on him.
0: Yeah, that that's um, this it's weird. You wouldn't uh, <coughs> excuse me <laughs> uh, in. Uh, kind of international tournaments. It seems to just be that like, the best player gets the armband
3: rather than it, not that it matters anymore anyway. Do you think that Qatar's just done Tottenham a massive favour though? What? Is that Not exactly If, if, if Son wasn't, yeah, because if Son wasn't available for those last two games, it could have been a bit nasty. Oh yeah, it would have been fucked. Um, we put out a um, a poll on Twitter.
0: Uh, it says, uh, what result did you want from the City versus Scum game? Um, the options were City, uh, City, Scum obviously, or a draw. Uh, 53% Percent said city. Forty percent said a draw, and seven percent said scum. Who are these people?
4: That's yeah, seven percent. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, That's a Arsenal lot. Arsenal fans who follow our podcast account.
0: Yeah, but there was three thousand five hundred people voted. That's a sizable chunk. <laughs> That's a few, a couple hundred. No, there were Spurs in there definitely. Yeah, but what? they
3: probably want they probably want City to drop points so we can you know keep being a title race. Did you watch the Did you watch the game? No. no. Did,
4: did you, I watched it. Um, I thought it was going to be amazing after the first minute. I was really looking forward to it. Then I got nervous. Yeah, the but then, it, then it all ended up all
0: right. It was just a kind of complete. They were just they, they didn't offer anything. Arsenal really. They were kind. They were okay in patches, but they weren't kind
3: of. I, I there's a lot wrong at that club. You retweeted a good tweet. I don't know you have got to remember it. What you retweeted something yesterday from where? From George Weller's cousin. That tweet.
0: Oh fuck yeah! Let me read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really good um, What, what? Um... Well, for me for the
4: game I mean I call it small time but I'm still concerned more concerned about finishing above Arsenal so I wanted the 10 points I wanted to like, go 10 points above Arsenal
3: is, is it because is it small time because I I, Wait, I felt exactly the same mate I, I don't be... get I don't get what the small time bollocks is all about whatever
4: mate. whatever it is my, the most important thing for me was finishing being 10 points clear of Arsenal now we've got that nice fucking wedge of a, a what do you call a space now you look up yeah, now now we start looking up. Now we've got that that get, not, that thing between it's us.
3: Th- it's been thirteen points before though.
4: Yeah, so but that's a that's a nice that's a comfort zone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
0: we're going to finish above them anyway. You, you know how I feel about kind of thinking things into reality.
3: We're, we're going to finish above them comfortably.
0: Uh, follow this geezer on Twitter. He's kind of Ware's cousin, George Ware's cousin. He's very funny. He's got a big account now. He said about uh, Arsenal signing Denis Suarez. Instead of uh, signing Denis Suarez instead of a centre back is the most Arsenal thing of all time. I'm not entirely convinced he didn't already pay for them. Droppy <laughs> head and a few skills without any, ever doing anything, textbook Arsenal. Tony Adams will be turning in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel Arsenal.
3: And, and there's all, people that play and say, Tony <laughs> Adams is dead. I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus <laughs> But there's
4: also the thing that um, Denis Suarez had a, um, a, a percentage of his profits. So when Arsenal got him, mm. some of the money's gone to Manchester City because they used to own Denis Suarez. Did they
3: really?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, they, that's where he started out. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Um, he also played for him under uh, Sevilla, didn't he? Yeah. He's a centre midfielder, right? Denis Suarez.
4: Well, Kind of, you'd kind of put him wide because you'd just get fucking a train would run through it. But what, does he, is he
0: his main position a number eight? No, I don't think so. I think it is because I know that Paulinho kept him out of that Barcelona team last season, <laughs> so he's definitely but, a number eight. Okay, yeah. So Paulinho's
4: better than Suarez. Yeah, yeah that's what sure. I'm saying. But the, the, what what I found quite funny about it was a few years ago Arsenal were trying to sign Luis Suarez. And that's this. <laughs> These signs have gone so much now. this sign, <laughs> it's a symbolic. Ones. Yeah, it's a symbolic sign. him.
3: beautiful.
0: We are ten points clear of him. It does feel good. Um, like you say, that's a
4: big fucking is, number of points.
0: That is a big
3: uh, considering that they're giving it all a large and they beat us at their patch in the league. They went above us that day, didn't they? They did. Yeah.
4: Ah. Spurs' brain is doing an excellent kind of thread that every time something happens from the mo- he recorded the moment from when. Um, Arsenal beat us, at, uh, and they started celebrating, doing laps of honour. He's listed everything that's happened to them <laughs> since that moment. It makes for quite good reading. Where, where is that? It's um, Spurs' brain. Kieran's, I can't remember what his full handle is now. I was going to get him Spurs. on the pod, actually. He
0: mentioned it. Yeah. Um, Pochettino was asked if he was going to watch a game, to which he said, no, actually, that isn't 100% right. He said, uh, do you want Arsenal to win? Yeah. And he said, no, no, never. He goes, <laughs> we will deal with whatever result, yeah. and what will be, will be. But I just love the fact that he, he knew. He knew. He, do, he does know. He, he does. understands
4: rivalry. His um, he would never manage Barcelona. He said yeah. that many times. He
3: gets rivalries.
0: Yeah. Would you? Do you want Arsenal to win? No. Never. <laughs> he just kind of looked at him in kind of bemused, bemused way.
3: I don't want them to win. I mean, it's like West Ham are playing Liverpool tonight. Mm. Don't really want West Ham to no, win. I, don't, but, yeah. I, want West I think West Ham are so crap. It doesn't really matter. So maybe if they win, it'd be a bit amusing from that point. I, of you, d- but... I definitely want
0: West Ham to win again. <laughs> I fucking hate Liverpool so much more. Um, I, was, I did this interview with uh, Football Republic, it's like a YouTube football thing. And um, they asked us about Liverpool and what would you do if you won the league. And I was like, I can't even think of a world where that that happens. And he uh, he said, everyone we spoke to has had that exact same re- reaction. I think it would be the first time the whole. Uh, someone else tweeted, and a wicked tweet it was like, the uh, first time everybody's wanted England, uh, uh, West Ham to win a match since 1966.
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's like the opposite of the Leicester season when everybody wanted Leicester to win the league. Mm. This season, nobody wants Liverpool to win. The I've, league.
3: I've made peace of it. they're going to win it now. I mean, you think? I think City shitting a bed over Christmas is just going to be what has made this happen. If they'd won their games over Christmas, and even the Newcastle game, you know, just, City are just Tottenham, but financially doped. They just shit the bed so much. If we if we if we'd beaten um, Man
0: United at home, which we should have done, yes. and not capitulated against Wolves, we'd be top of the league right now.
4: It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but I mean,
0: uh, yeah, but you could also say those late minute. Like, yeah, no, exactly. fuck that. No, 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 the, the positive stuff. Yeah. we would be top of the league. Technically, we are top of the league.
3: Well, I mean, given the lack of draws, I mean, we've broken the record, now, haven't we? Yeah,
0: 19 wins, the same as the uh, the kind of march towards ultimately failing to, to topple Leicester. That's the same amount of games as well. And finishing above, below uh, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal. Is it same same number of games as well?
3: We lost the same amount again at this point than we did at the end of that season.
0: Fucking draws are boring.
4: Would you Would you accept us finishing fourth if we don't draw a game this season? Would you, I, I want to release a DVD that undrawables. So I, I, think, <laughs> to... <laughs> I think the
3: fact that, that the fourth place, I think Brass also it in the last pod. The fact that fourth place is no longer a playoff thing, I don't care where we finish. As long as we finish in the top four. What <laughs> was that, sorry? The, the, fourth, play- t- the fourth place used to be in the playoffs, didn't it? You used to go to the playoffs to start earlier. Mm. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to, oh, okay. straight to the group, so does it um, doesn't make a difference apart from prize money. Uh, a little nod
0: to a special pod we did last week against Pochettino, um, against him, about him. Uh, it was is kind of a deviation to what the fighting cop's usually about, um, but if you, it's, it's kind of an evergreen podcast. If you haven't listened to it already, please go back and listen to it. It's called He's Magic, you know. Uh, it's kind of an hour long, kind of talked to different journalists and the Man United fan about his opinion on it. And then me, Ricky and John Bass talk about him as well, so go back and have a listen if you haven't already. We have got uh Windy with a youth update
2: Yeah Windy
1: back to the fucking I see you Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan, and I'll start off with those loanees. Got some new loanees to talk about. So Shayon Harrison has joined Melbourne City in Australia. Uh, Anthony Georgiou has joined Levante's B team in um, the same division as Sam Shashi was playing in Spain. So same level there. And uh, Keziah Sterling has joined Sunderland in League One. He came on for his debut on 56 minutes. They won 1-0, but I looked on the forum, the ready-to-go forum, and they weren't overly impressed by Sterling. Though, of course, it's his first game. First game at this level, so I'm sure there's a lot more to come from Sterling, and I hope uh, he gets some opportunities there. Marcus Edwards played 90 minutes for Excelsior in their 2-1 win against Feyenoord, and he played really well. I saw some of that game, and I watched uh, the clips of Edwards that have been released. So Nathan A. Clark has retweeted... uh, every touch of edwards in that match he did a good job he was a little wasteful at times in the final third but uh created plenty went on lots of dribbles and made five tackles surprisingly so a good hard working defensive display from edwards on the right for excelsior and kudu who's joined monaco came on as a 76th minute sub connor Ogilvy played 88 minutes for gillingham they drew one all Carter Vickers was involved for Swansea. He played the full 90 in a 2-0 defeat. And Josh Anna Murray's back from injury. He came on for Sheffield Wednesday on 65 minutes. Moving on to the youth teams. The under-18 match was uh, postponed due to inclement weather. And the under-23s lost 2-0 this week to Brighton. Um, we promoted a few players from the under-18s. So uh, it was a slightly younger team than, than usual. Uh, but a slightly disappointing results. The coach, Wayne Burnett, said, in terms of possession and dominating the ball, we did that in the midfield areas, but we weren't effective enough at, the, at either end. We tried to get back into the game after going a goal down, but a lot of penalty box entries, but we didn't attack the ball with enough conviction and purpose. The other news is that it's been announced that Troy Parrott has formally signed his first professional contract at Spurs as he's just turned 17, which is the age when players can do so. So that's good news. Uh, And the other news is that our under-23 PL2 game against Arsenal um, at Stevenage, tickets are on sale in advance. You can't buy them on the day. It's on Friday the 15th, and you have to buy tickets in advance. So you can do that by calling the Spurs ticket office on 0344 844 0102, option 2, Monday to Friday, 9.30 to 5.00. That's it for this week. If you're interested in morning on our young players, follow me on Twitter at windycoys. That's coys for coming to Spurs.
0: Second half of the points podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Happy birthday, Windy. Oh, yeah. is it your oh
4: birthday! birthday? Well, oh, it
0: oh yeah, a couple of days ago. He, he put something on Twitter about something. His missus did for him.
4: It's like an escape room.
0: Right, I was looking at it. I was like, what? What the fuck? It's an
4: escape room is where you get locked in and you've got to solve puzzles to get out. And I think she did a, an escape room puzzle for him to find his present. That's,
0: that's a lovely TV show I've not seen. That's so. a lovely thing, but I'd be fucking stuck all day. I wouldn't have got my <laughs> present. I, but I was looking at it, I was going, what, "What's going on?" Uh, you know, you know. What I find the puzzles. With? Uh, I mean, uh, the jigsaw, maybe. How about crosswords? Are you a crossword guy? Nah, uh, no. Um, the, the only puzzle I quite like is if I'm watching porn, and trying to figure out whether she's enjoying it or, or acting. Yeah. <laughs> Body's kind of one is when they're not enjoying it. Or doing escape rooms for real. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Lock- Having someone locked up in your house.
4: <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. What I remember about the puzzle is when uh, when we beat Fulham, someone sent a tweet in that um, his wife had been doing a 1,000-piece jigsaw <laughs> puzzle. And when Harry Winks scored that last-minute goal, he stood up and he just booted it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> that still makes me laugh. That
0: is incredible. <laughs> yeah, l- l- send us um, emails about the kind of most mental you've ever gone <laughs> uh, uh, on a football... Uh, or, or after Spurs scored. Um, what, so locking people up in the room, <laughs> is that
3: what you're doing? It's, it's just role-play, isn't it? it? It's role-play, isn't it? How big is It's not like Joseph Fritz or anything like no, that. No, you haven't built a dungeon. No. It was this. No. Fuck, I wouldn't say it. I'm not even drunk, but I wouldn't yeah. say it. So, there's a woman who had a bit of a rape fantasy, yeah? And um, I don't think. Basically, I don't to her book was a surprise, so he came with some kind of AT van and runs open at the back. Oh so god. he drives alongside her, screeches tires, pulled her to the van, and. She didn't. She wasn't aware? I don't think she was, no. Oh my god. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm not going to crack on her. A mate of yours? No. It's one of those. You know, like on Reddit when people ask, what's the was um, one of us. No, look, I
0: get I, the, whatever <laughs> you kinks you're in. What the hell have we got here? Whatever kinks you're into is fine, you know,
3: that's good. I think that Reddit fetish that I put on Twitter was just, oh, dare me. What? Basically, people said, um, what was the craziest fetish you've had? Dr. Oh, yeah,
0: one? I haven't read it. Well, you should have put some together.
3: This one, um, because one, one guy was was shagging a girl, yeah? Yeah. And um, he says to her, Say you're 12. She's like, What? Oh my god. Say you're 12. <laughs> what? Oh Say you're 12. She said, I'm 12 and he just came. <laughs> and the thing is, it's problematic because it's obviously. A yeah, lot, yeah, it is problematic. Yeah. But it's, it's more of a WTF laugh. Like, what the fuck? So I'm I mean, it, like it, I
0: guess, I mean, it's. Nah, fuck, let's just leave anyway, it. Anyway, but, but, but yeah, sometimes it's
4: better, If you're going to fulfill, if you're going to do a sexual fantasy, it's better to do it somewhere like that where she's not 12. Anyway.
0: Yeah, well, you're not committing a heinous crime yeah, yeah. That, that is better yes buddy somewhat lot better uh, we've got we, we've been kind of re- requesting articles uh, from people that listen to the podcast or, or fancy writing you can submit your articles to thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash write it'd be amazing if you do we've had a couple that have been a little bit well one especially has been a bit contentious written by Dan Sophia. Um his article was about supporting Pochettino and Levy now that uh, kind of unconditionally it's about time that we get behind both of mm. them and there was a lot of conversation and chatter about on Twitter underneath the kind of thread. Mm. Um, I think the Pochettino thing got on, most people got on board with, but uh, Daniel Levy doesn't escape as lightly as, no. as which you can understand. You can understand the reservation. Well, so
3: he's a polarising character, isn't he? Mm. So I guess people are, are going to react that way. Um, a lot's been said about Enoch. Um, I'm not an economist. I'm not going to go to the whole profit and loss account and all that bollocks. But it's clear that... I, mean, I think you said in the pod last week that... Um, the only money in spend is money that's generated by the club. So mm. we're never really going to be spending like we did in years gone by. But I guess once the stadium's in, in place for a few seasons, we'll generate more money. But that's the frustration of leaving. I wonder if we, if we had spent kind of
0: £50 million pounds on new players in the <coughs> summer, which probably wouldn't have made a great deal of difference to us about our ability to perform. Uh, got rid of some of the Deadwood but because we got these two new players in it would kind of satisfy the, the fact that the club were working on a, a transfer level but the reality is that these players wouldn't have got into our first team like would people be well, kind of more well, forgiven of Levy?
4: I think we, they would have been more forgiven if we hadn't have gone to Palace and been forced to kind of play skip in centre midfield in a game that he was not prepared for and, and the same team as Ngudu. Yeah, and and <coughs> in Kudu. So we went there and we played two players. who so Skip, you know, he's got a lot of potential stuff, but he shouldn't be starting games like that. No. And in Kudu's just shit. So these two players... Shouldn't have been near the they team. They shouldn't have been anywhere near the team. And had we bought what, uh, a centre midfielder and had another option up front, then they wouldn't have played. Uh,
0: Harry Redknapp was on did an interview with BT Sport and said he knows for a fact, he knows... You have to presume he's telling the truth because obviously he must have contacts inside football uh, that Pochettino didn't want to bring anyone in. It was Pochettino's choice. Yeah. So does that not absolve Levy somewhat, or is he just being a nodding dog? Is that?
3: Well, that's a, that's a problem though. I mean, um, why would Pochettino pick? Why would Pochettino have a situation? I like was against Palace by choice. You've let Dembele go. Fair enough, Dembele is not what he was, but he could have done the job against Palace, yeah. for example. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that's a business decision, though, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, I just, I just think um, having two windows and not signing anyone—that's just, that's, that's just insanity. But I mean, the article made a lot of good points. I mean, we've got to back... ultimately, we're only bigger down to brass tacks. We've got to support them, we've got to back the team. I don't think we need to agree. I don't think it's necessary to agree with the chairman. But
0: I think some issues with the article was it was so conclusive and kind of unaccepting of any failures that Levy might have had, and I think that's what got people's bags up.
3: Yeah, I think, in I think. By the end of the season, we'll, we'll probably do a podcast about Levy and hopefully yeah, have, both sides, have both sides represented because the people who are, you know, having their, having their Twitter profiles, hashtag Enoch out, mm. a lot of they're people. generally not the most articulate of people. Okay. And that's, that's that's not an insult or a slight, but it's just the case of, um, you know, fuck, I'm a of our club Enoch this season. I'm sure that, you know, we're going to find some people who you know, have a bit more of, have actual proper fashion. And they
0: scream say you're twelve during sex.
3: Thirteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the Enoch out the Levy out thing. Anyone have seen
4: Nathan Bali? I didn't just say that. Nathan Bali, Nathan Bully's Nathan Nathan from the Itch <laughs> at- <laughs> Ring. The Levy Out and uh, Enoch out thing has been going on for a long time, you know. Since I've
3: been all, on Twitter, so yeah. Did you see Spotlight. the protests against Watford? Or well, the one bloke with the, with, the, with, the, with the yeah. I mean, what I thought there was going to be lots of people there. I just, as I said all along, if you feel that strongly, mobilise your crew well, and do something, something about oh, it. He's, he's doing something about it by his own, but I just think ultimately he's got to put your money where your mouth is. If you feel that strongly about something, yeah. you can't just keep saying it. You've got to, You've got to do something. You know, legally <laughs> do something. Mm. Try and do yeah. something. About do something.
4: It. Yeah, I, I've just been. I just finished reading the club, which is an excellent book on the history of the Premier League. And as you get to the latter chapters, you kind of realise that um, what what the fans actually feel is doesn't really matter to the to the clubs. It's all about no. it's all about getting that uh, global television rights. Yeah, That's absolutely. What I mean, and yeah, I mean, one guy, one one guy waving a A4 piece of paper is not even going to make not even going to register. You, you
0: could have a thousand people mobilised screaming. Um, Leave you out, and it would make no difference. Would make
3: would make a difference at all. I mean, as you said last week, um, we make more money from the Dortmund games than we will do mm. by getting through the FA Cup. Yeah. When you've got that inequality, then that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure, definitely. Um,
3: Troy Parrott signed a new contract. Yeah, seventeen. Um, we got asked a question. I forget the bloke's name. What were you doing when you when you turned seventeen? Oh, and okay. i one, one of the best answers to that was I'm um, shagging the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 17, uh, not a great deal early. I can't. Sorry, you must have something. You must have something mental. I've got to do for everything. Like something something like, mental must have happened. No, like,
4: like, like, but I I, I know shagging.
0: Well, when you were 17,
4: it was literally about trying to shag any. like trying to come without using your hands. So anything <laughs> where you could involve. friction. What? what? So, like, I understand in, why the guy said. understand, yeah,
0: exactly. That's what life was about at 17.
4: Pretty, it was pretty, pretty about trying to touch a woman. Well, what did you come up with? Just. Beds, cushions... Beds,
0: I never did that. It was all
4: about just trying to touch women, did Were uh, you, you trying to do that at
0: 17? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. But, um, it's, it's, well, no, I had a girlfriend at 17. So, no. <laughs> I was 18. It doesn't matter. This is not important. Uh, Sam Marlow uh, submitted an article about Martin Yole's time at the tournament. This really did strike a chord as well, because mm. I think... It's, it's something that everyone's been aware of for so long, about how good a manager he is, or was at the time. I mean, he had his massive limitations, don't get me wrong, but, and wouldn't work now. But at the right time, right place, when Jack Santini left, and he kind of came into the, the kind of club with the right ethos and right kind of way of, of playing. And, and uh,
4: timed really well, because we had a, we had a good, <coughs> core of, um, players, good core of English players, and then we had a couple of... Um, What's this, the poor players?
0: Huh? We also had some really poor players.
4: Yeah, but we the, our core was good. Yeah. The, the Goal decent goalkeeper, centre, centre defence, midfield, strikers.
3: You know, someone replied saying Arneson deserves credit so because Arneson who sought mm. these players out. For, That's true. Arneson being one of them.
0: You wouldn't give him credit, but he was there for such a short amount of time. It must have been about eight months.
3: Yeah. I remember. But
0: that he did time, bring a lot of people. Around
3: that time, he brought loads of players. Didn't he was.
0: bring in Timothy Atuba? Was Probably, that? Yeah,
3: because he played for Hamburg, and I think Hamburg is where mm-hmm. Arneson came from.
0: Um. Yeah, you know that, that kit? The, what kit do you associate with Martin Yorl first?
3: The uh, navy sleeves. The yeah. one with the blue crest at the yeah. back.
0: Yeah. And what what player? The, the, the navy, navy blue uh, sleeves? Yeah, the, the white, kit. It
3: was white body and the sleeves were yeah. yellow. Sorry, the sleeves were navy. But then. So that's like Davies. The, the so that's a carrot season. Carrot. I always
0: think of carrots. So I don't, I, I think the, the season next season when we had like a, the blue kind of crescent on the back the white one, yeah, Manchin, the white mansion. One. Mansion? And the mansion kit. Oh,
3: fuck, yeah, the chocolate, the poo kit. Yeah, and yeah.
0: It just Tom Hodgson in it, That's all. I think
3: because of, um, qualified for Europe that season, isn't it? Mm. That's probably why I remember it more. Yeah. Because the first season, we didn't qualify 2006. Yeah. Do you remember the first season, we had 43 games or something like that all season, because mm. we got knocked out of the cups in the first attempt. Do you remember the Leicester game, we were tunnel up? I think called scored an absolute and They beat us 3-2. Yeah. De Vries scored their win. I remember I do, that yeah. so, so vividly.
4: Didn't we lose in uh, League Cup to Grimsby away? But Lennon made his debut. And yeah. even though we'd lost, Lennon's debut
0: was... 16, it, wasn't
4: he? Yeah, it gave you... It was a bit of hope there. Grimsby, fuck me. What,
3: um,
0: what, what's what's your lasting memories of mine? Was it kind of just the sense, the kind of feeling we had around the club? We, uh, just, they,
3: it, just, it just made us proud again. Because before that, we were just kind of like not really going anywhere, really. And... I think that summer just you know, we added a new director of football, which was Arneson. Um we had Jack Zantini as a boss.
0: Seemed like a big change.
3: Yeah, it seemed like a massive sea change. And I said so we brought Michael Carrick, who was relegated to West Ham, don't know if he got relegated the season before, and we bought his new and exciting players. We brought shitloads of players then. And it's just a whole new feeling of optimism and when we played Arsenal, we just felt we felt more confident than we had in the previous years, mm. you know, before that, would like to keep the score down, but then at that point it was like you know, yeah, we, could, yeah, we could do something
4: we was started, af- yeah we started getting results at hybrid as well there was the season when um, wasn't it Joel and Wenger actually squared up to one another yeah Robbie Keane yeah. Yeah. And, kind of, and it was just like it was nice to have a manager who, who you knew could probably kill the Arsenal manager
0: uh, the, we also got our first victory over Chelsea in the league for like 20 years or whatever it was yeah Under- Lennon limbs yeah <laughs> so it was a kind of it, it kind of it did it transformed our club from being that kind of soft soft as shit and don't get me wrong we still had we still weren't incredible then but it kind of was the kind of stepping stones towards what happened and that was the point of this article uh, all of which you can see on the fine cut UK um, but the point of it was that kind of this these were the seeds of what we we can kind of enjoy and experience now yeah um, yeah okay so remember we we set up soldiers lost in battle um it's about how you kind of managed to watch us sp- football despite Things or obstacles getting in your way to prevent you from. So, for you, it'd be like going to a IKEA, party. That would be <laughs> your soldiers lost in battle. Okay. Sorry. That's right. Well, you said dungeons. the dungeon stuff, so that can't be that bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what kind of people have been kind of reacting to is um, the story about Pooh. Yeah, the uh, tile. Um, Fuck me. Oh, mate, that was fucking mad. Um, we've got this one, though. And the person... It was asked, them rena- uh, asked to, to remain nameless. Remain, yeah, nameless. Do you to read it? Yeah,
3: for good reason. No. Seen as you're a bit high. Yeah, yeah I'm fucked. <coughs> OK, so, so, so that's a shit story. Is that the title of the story? That, so that's the new segment is That's a Shit Story. OK. OK, I was listening to the podcast the other day. on, on, on. I've read this for the first time, so I've not read it before. So. I was listening to the podcast the other day and heard you talking about weird shit-related stories. I wanted to send you this story because it's about shit, but it was so weird. I decided to send it in anonymously so no one could track me. I'm a girl, by the way. Fuck me. <laughs> so I met this guy on Tinder. Oh, God. I went around to his house and we were having some drinks and everything was going fine until I realised I didn't do this shit. I asked if I could use his bathroom and he said yes but asked if I could just tidy up in there before because he didn't want me going into his dirty bathroom. I didn't think anything of this and didn't question it, so I went to go clean it. He said it would be a couple of minutes. Fast forward 15 minutes and he's still in the bathroom, whilst I'm now desperate for shit. So much so that I shut myself in the hall outside while I was wait- waiting. <laughs> I was so embarrassed of what I'd done that I went upstairs to, to try and clean myself up, hopefully find another bathroom up there. And so apparently at this stage that I stayed up there for 20 minutes trying to figure out what I was going to do. This is where the story takes a turn. When I eventually came downstairs, uh, he thought I'd left, but he was wanking himself over my shit. I can only assume he had a shit fetish, so he lost himself in the bathroom because he wanted me to shit myself. So, yeah, that's my weirdest story. (laughs) That's amazing! It is amazing,
0: but it's not over, right, because I've got some questions that need to be answered. Go on, then. Let's unpack this. Yeah, let's unpack this. Um, And please do respond using your kind of throwaway email... Um, what it, my my assumption would be when you said you said he needed a loo that it, it would be for a week. So how would he have known that that's what you, that you needed a, the loo for when you'd actually shit yourself? Why didn't you leave? Actually leave rather than kind of going up to some random room to fix the problem? And how, I don't know how you can fix. That. He thought the house had two baths. F- she thought the house had two baths. No, us. for sure, for sure. <coughs> but still, leave. But then, because you want to walk for the streets? Exactly. And and how would you solve that problem? Um, Secondly, what was you thinking that the date was going to go on (laughs) after this? And this is what happens when you meet someone on Tinder you don't know and just go around their house.
3: Mm. Why would you go around someone's house on a Tinder date? I mean, obviously, I know why for some reasons, but it could be an an ex-murderer.
4: Maybe they'd been out.
3: Maybe. Maybe they'd been out. I mean, look, you know, um, full disclosure, I followed through a couple of times when drunk. And you go to <laughs> a loo, right? You wipe yourself up. You, leave it, you, you put the boxes behind the cistern or in yeah. the corner. Yeah. And you move That's probably what she wanted to do. Maybe she wanted to put it in the dustbin. I don't know. Maybe that was maybe that's, that's her thinking, to find a bathroom and clean, clean up. And, and, and when you say he was wanking to your shit, How did she... What? Land? Where? Oh, where?
0: I, did he put it on a platter or something? Uh, where she was put it? her ear to
3: the bathroom door, I suppose.
0: Well you fell it? Some fell on the floor? Is that what happened? Oh,
3: sorry. Can
0: you, can you, like, please uh, kind of clear this up?
3: This could be like White Teeth, a well, poo version. This, this could be like
0: a three, four part. Of. And what happened afterwards? What, did you just sort of laugh it off and crack on? Yeah, we just need to. Be, put what, on Netflix?
3: We need answers, uh, Guardians
0: yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> D- what happened Did afterwards? she ask him if he needed a hand? Is that what? I mean, yes, that could have happened. Let how us know. How would you feel if you, if,
3: if you were her Six. and you realised that a girl had a green had no, 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 fetish? No, no,
0: no, I mean, you can't. What? Well, I mean, it's such. I, look, I feel sorry for these people because they need to find
3: others like them. There's a website but, where you can match on that. Jesus. So, like, you find your kinks and. Yeah, obviously, you the of the people who match that kink. That is a golden idea. You just wish I thought of it first. Yeah. Uh
0: uh, yeah, no. I mean, you, you can't. You can't. I mean, you, you, you just there's there's things, there's things that people want to do in their current relationships they know their misses will never go for. Um, I don't know, like buggery.
3: With the red. No, no. <laughs> I we, think I think we've I think we've covered that comprehensively. There was
0: another one, but i are going to save it for next week because I think that's a lot, isn't it? Um. I uh, met uh, this guy at The Social, and he's a Spurs fan. He's launched an app that he wanted me to talk about. He first offered to pay, but because I'm a nice guy, I said no. Um, uh, Richard and Toby, both Spurs fans, season ticket holders, have recently launched a new website, sportsesh.com, which connects sports fans online and in real life wherever they're based. Sports Sesh users can sign up for free and find local bars showing television sports across the UK further afield. This is a rapidly expanded feature that is set to become the most comprehensive comprehensive impartial database of its kind. Search for and Connect with, basically download the uh, app. You can find places to watch football with like-minded fans, fans of your own club, anywhere in the world. Um, which is good, because the fine social could
3: be on there. There was a bit of a concern with that, though, because... Well, um, this is their business, their livelihood, what you do? Well, you know, you got to, It's like Dragon's Den. You know, put the business in front of us, we've got our got concerns. Is it? What if they say, yeah, what spurs the... I don't know, Chelsea at the 12 pins you have got to have some kind of thought it, yeah. which says, well, you can't watch it in this pub because you might get your face <coughs> mixed in. Yeah, so... Well, I don't know, you might go to, you might go to a West so End pub. So some
0: nutty Spurs fan yeah. sets up the meat at the twelve pin <laughs> in, in Brinsley Park. <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, Speaking
3: of it, are, are you allowed to talk about the project you're working on? What one? The one about... Tottenham Boys We Are?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, I, I've talked about it on the pod, I think, before. We, we're kind of doing... Everybody knows... Um, oh, well, A lot of people know about this book, Tottenham Boys We Are Here. It's Produced in 1978 by a a uh, kind of student photographer called Paul Womble. Um, as I understand it, he got a grant to uh, do this project and he followed Tottenham around in the, when they're in the first division uh, and took pictures, made a bit of photojournalism, kind of culturally significant work. Um, and I've, I've known about it since I was in my teens because my brother had a copy of it and it was, you know, when it was produced, there's only like 150 of them available on the, and it was sold on the high road they naturally sold out. That, that original copy now must be worth thousands yeah. because a photo, a uh, colour photo reprint that was produced some point That the early 2000s, uh, that sells for about a grand on Amazon now if you've got one. Five, so my brother owns a copy of that. Anyway, I've been fascinated by this bit for ages and we've found some people that are in it. Um, we've found some people that are uh, kind of going to talk about what it was like following Spurs back then and what culture was like and what football culture was like and the punk scene around it. And also we're trying to track down Paul Wumble, which has been an absolute fucking nightmare. Every every single alleyway that I've walked down to try and find him, there's been no one there. It's been just it's like cracked alleyway walking down <laughs> there. So nothing but kind of misery. Um anyway, so we still can't find him, but we don't need him to produce uh, kind of be in the film to make it. But it would be a nice juxtaposition between someone who's become a hugely successful person in the art world. And football culture in the 1970s. Yes. So that film we're working on. I mean, we're hoping to get it out in the summer, but it's kind of we're doing our first shoot tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, in Tottenham, um, I won't say work because all the fans, yeah, all the fans have come down. People it? are weird. Yeah, no, no, they're not weird. <laughs> uh, Spurs Barcelona says the hacker tells you their footage of, from your webcam of you watching horrendous porn. The video is split screen so people can see what you're watching. He threatens to release it to everyone who you've ever known. You can only stop by making, making Ken go to Woolwich. What would you do? Ken, okay, you've got to go. <laughs> I can't... I mean, I haven't seen... I, I don't think I'm watching porn that's any different from any other man. No, I don't think I'm watching any but other. But everybody's like going to
4: get a video of you cracking one off. Everybody. I'm not bothered
0: about that so much, because even that I can kind of deal with, because...
4: Everyone does it.
0: Everyone does it. But there may be some kind of kinks that I'm into with porn I'm watching that might get me in trouble. And I'm not there's nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. No. Just put that line there. I've never watched any anything illegal. Um I never go beyond Pornhub. But there is some mental stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> and the older you get the harder it is to get one off, you know what I mean? You got
3: gotta go, go a bit go go a bit further. Yeah. I mean um I saw something about about this there's this a genre called Giantess where women are gigantic. No, not gigantic as in is fat, it? but gigantic as in really tall. T loves a strong woman. And, um, yeah. and they get like, and they're, that. They're that little they're that little guy who's like five foot five.
0: Well getting thrown around by the woman. Yeah. Mate, it's incredible. T
3: always talk T wants no, to I be know. picked up and fucked. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be picked up, I like watching it. I like watching that happen to other people. <laughs> no. That's, i have to lose a bit more weight for that to happen.
0: No, fair enough. Um, uh, Bardi, I'm not even going to ask you, because you know no, that the answer is can go to Woolwich.
4: Well, you said the same.
0: Can't go to no, I know. I I'm just saying I'm not going to ask you. I think
3: I'd probably, probably do that. Yeah, can go to Woolwich. Because you've got to
0: think about what happens to your life afterwards, because mm. your missus probably leaves
3: you. Yeah, can't um, I'm able to get a job.
0: Yeah,
3: um, it's in the ether forever.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It'd be on your LinkedIn profile, imagine. People exactly. Can't.
3: Yeah, people know. I'd probably change my name by deed poll and
0: just disappear. Yeah, you'd, you'd actually you'd feel like you're on the register. Yeah, pretty much. piece one on Twitter says: Is there a player who you get nervous, excited in front, uh, for in front of goal because you desperately want him to score?
3: I think he gave an example about Lamella.
0: Yeah, I remember the First season, I was like desperate for him to score. Uh, Soldado. Soldado. Yeah, that was.
3: Paulinho, I used to be desperate for Paulinho to score. Still am. Mm.
0: <laughs> um.
3: I think Sissoko is obviously that guy right now.
0: So you, 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 that would be amazing. He need, He deserves one. He had oh, yeah. a decent chance against Newcastle. he hit on the volley. Yeah, it was
3: a good yeah. time for there. Not That's, bad. Not... But the rebound, no one was there. It's mm. so annoying. Um, Zakora, historically, because yeah. he never did get a goal. Stefan Freund is another one, didn't get a goal. I hate it that, It fucking Stefan Freund.
0: I was glad when he left. I know Stefan Freund loves me, but fucking... He t- firstly, he doesn't. doesn't love you. And secondly, he was garbage. He was. And thirdly, he let Roy Keane chase him around the pitch and he ran away.
3: Was it, was it Keane or Ferguson?
0: Roy Keane, I think.
3: Yeah, I Ferguson's scary as fuck. Probably the scariest footballer had in the event of Oh, Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. Do
0: you remember that? When he punched the geezer in the stomach uh, against Wigan. Oh, God, yeah. And Jimmy Bordelard's looking Listen. at
3: him like he's fucking mad. <laughs> he went to prison and he was... No one touched him in prison. The Scottish prison as well, so yeah. not like the soft... Not like the soft cushy one as well. Yeah, I'd probably say um, Zakora and Sissoko. Wouldn't they? Sissoko would definitely. Like I'm, I'm
4: hoping Sissoko saves it for a massive game. Yeah. Yeah. Sissoko will see. Opening game league. at the new stadium. No, who wants to score the first goal at the new stadium? Who would you love? Okay, uh, I so? Kane. Kane should score it just for you know symmetry. Scoring. Symmetry exactly. But. Um, can you imagine Sissoko scores a last minute winner against Arsenal to make it four three? That oh,
3: would exactly. be because I, I
0: remember him scoring some fucking rifled shots for, for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Do I remember that right? Yeah, he
3: scored a goal against Chelsea. I think in his debut. Hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: Footy logic he says, would you rather shit in? Well, would you rather shit in the only toilet at a crowded house party, knowing it would stink and clog the toilet, or shit privately in garden bushes? Well, privately. It privately means that you can't be seen. Yeah, but you're gonna to have to prepare. You have to take toilet paper and stuff out. I'd probably just go home if you only to run that badly. You know, like when you're in, in public and you see a human poo, and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck? How does that happen?" You can always tell, can't you? You look at it. And you yeah, know. you're like, "That's that's human." Yeah, it's human. Yeah. When
3: you when you visualise this party in your head, yeah, what kind of gaffet is it? What kind of garden is it? It's like a middle-class mm. kind of... Crab, so the garden's like chain. acres, so if you go to the very end, no-one will see you from the house. Acres, but, but big. Well, an acre's like, acre like, big enough. Like, the
4: house, like this house. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't be a house. It's like, an acre. House parties are always at nice houses, otherwise it's yeah. just a fucking... What is it? It's,
0: otherwise it's just
4: a, a crack <laughs> A crack, <laughs> crack
3: party. I've not been to a house party for years, so I don't know. Bardy's always at parties, so he knows more than me. I'd probably just... I'd, I'd just smash the toilet up, I don't care. Yeah, Do I, I went know, to a house party
0: on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh it was alright. There's loads of kids running around. Oh, so that's that's that's
3: not that's I, not what right, is I it? I had to
0: lock myself in a room to do all the gear, so <laughs> shit. That's not true. <laughs> Flav's clean. Oh, yeah, very clean. Um Uh yeah, um no, definitely uh just getting getting the garden bush I reckon. But I'd probably just go I'd never you'd just be that guy, wouldn't you? stinks.
3: It like House Party. Remember the film House Party? Yeah, the guy yeah. on the high top. <laughs> the guy in the leather jacket. look looked like he could shit some bricks, completely broke the toilet. <laughs> Classic film.
0: Uh, what, what, is the, what is the kind of weirdest place you've ever done poo in terms of being caught? And uh, do you know, Leroy, Lee, a friend of the podcast, a good friend of ours, he says, when you're, at, uh, when you're at work and you need a loo, you go to the cubicle and then someone comes in, do you wait for them to leave before leaving? So oh yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah That's interesting. yeah That's i interesting. do so if they're having a wee wash around you let them go yeah yeah me too i, I try to
3: i try to sometimes I'm sometimes
0: sometimes you can cut them
3: no sometimes if i'm in the middle of something important i need to go for a poo then i have to go back to my desk then i'll just do the walk of shame <laughs> <laughs> Some,
4: something important. sometimes i like coming out of the cubicle washing my hands and then someone else coming into the toilet and then watching them they've got they know I've, they've just been they know there's a good chance i've had a shit and they've got a choice of one in three and watching to see whether or not they go into my cubicle and whether or not they got the they man get, enough to, to get, stick it out, or they bottle it and come out. I'm like a of i thought not
3: a walk back. Out, like, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. He exactly. I can't take
4: it. Yeah,
0: you. get out of my face. Uh, J- Josh Dean Yid says, uh, "Do you think Kane's? Cl- uh, do you think Kane's closest? Sorry, do you think Kane's closeness to New England Patriots could help us in the short term? Their success has been astonishing." and small things Kane talks about with Brady could be relayed and maybe, just maybe, help the mentality so that one, one day win a semi-final at least. Uh, no. No. was madness.
3: Well, yeah. Kane, I, I, I think maybe it could rub off on them a bit, but I just think in, in a, there's so many variables, though. I mean, it's a bit like Kane being friendly with, I don't know, fucking like Stephen Redgrave and Daley Thompson. These guys have won countless medals. Um, yeah if you're playing for a team who won't sign a fucking player you're not going to win the league because you've What is the what is New England Patriots? They are the team who won the Super Bowl yesterday in the NFL and they're a very successful team and Tom Brady they to was someone anymore? who started out was someone who started out not very highly rated a bit like Kane really mm. and he made it big best quarterback of all time the old gridiron yeah the old gridiron the old pigskin, pigskin. Um, massive fans of three of us as you can tell last time she was good it's amazing that, yeah. When I went back, when I went back to, um, yeah, not for anyone, but I was, I was, I was, quite sad. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, celebrated touchdowns like Spurs scoring. So yeah. that, it was so good. Um,
3: I got a recommended QB one, but I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay, uh, <laughs> is that it? That's it, isn't it? well that's that's pretty much it, really. Thank um, you, boys, for
0: coming down. Uh, let us know any other stories you've got. The most mental way you've ever ed- ever celebrated a Spurs goal, and the things that have happened. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next. Actually, towards the end of the week, we'll put, put, putting out another pod towards the end of the week. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>